So the, for those who didn't have a chance to be here the last time, so we're try, the approach that we're trying to do is to do, divide the conversation into two parts. One is a halachic idea, which is connected maybe loosely to the parsha, if, if necessary, <laughs> give myself that leeway. Um, and the other one is a thought, a machshava thought on the parsha. Um, so just in the halachic concept, I saw after the whole story where Yosef meets the, you know, reveals himself to the brothers, and they go back to, to Yaakov and they tell him the whole story, he, he gives them a, a warning, al uh, don't be rogues, it's anger, don't be in anger and, 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 uh, while you're going. So Rashi brings multiple explanations. Exactly what exactly does it mean? Uh, one means, you know, they're going to spend the whole way back fighting. You know, it was your fault, it was your fault, you know, don't do that. Let's, let's move on the, the fault issue, let's move away from the fault issue. That's one explanation Rashi says. Maybe we'll touch about it in the, talk about that on the Makhshava part. Um, but then he says, a, th- a different thought, he says, don't get too involved in having a learning discussion while you're traveling because you'll end up that the road will be angry at you. In a sense, it'll sort of like overtake you because you're not going to keep an eye. And I can keep an eye on the, while you're traveling properly. I imagine, you know, in the modern version, like, you know, the person's driving a road and he gets, I once witnessed this reality of two guys driving in a car and they're getting to a good Talmudic argument and they're really yelling at each other. And at one point he says, takes his hand off the road and says, no, you're wrong. I said, no, I don't know. It's, you know, like, I said, I'll take That's what Chazal meant when they said, I'll take and then you get involved with the Dvar Lochem. What's interesting that Yushami comes along and says, that's two explanations that Rashi brings. Yushami comes along and says the exact opposite. Al-Tirgazubadoruch means don't travel and not discuss, talk and learning. He says, because otherwise, the, you know, the, the person's traveling, it's not necessarily so safe. The person's, and so you have the, the learning going on, that acts as some type of a safety mechanism. Torah protects us while we're learning, and we don't want the, the, it to be dangerous. So it shouldn't be dangerous, so you should learn while you're traveling. And that's what Yushami says, the exact opposite of the way Rashi brings. So the more actually touches on this concept, the more says that the answer is just a little, little bit of both. You should be learning, but it shouldn't be too in-depth because you're afraid you're going to get distracted. Um, so the Yushalmi's point is, we have a concept that, that all of the roads, general traveling in those days was considered Bechazet Sakhan. It was in danger. It was dangerous. And that's why Chazal instituted the concept of Tfil Saderich. And Tfil Saderich is, um, is uh, the, the rush says, the reason why Chazal instituted this concept of when we travel, we should say a special Tfilah for safety, is because it was always considered dangerous to travel. Um, and that's why many of the halachas of Tilsa were developed based on that. It's only a person traveling a certain distance outside of the city, because near to the city, in general, they, it wasn't so dangerous. The dangers that they were grappling with, in general, were two. was the, the wild animals and the, the listim, the, the highwaymen. They were called highwaymen for a reason. Um, that, 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 because out near the city, they're not going to be applying their trade, attacking people, but as they get further out, you know, there's no, there's, people were not safe. So it had to be a certain distance. Because also distance was actually not so significant. There was a person traveling four mil, which means 8,000 amas, translates to somewhere between two and three miles. That's already considered enough, you're outside of the city, that it could be considered dangerous. Um, what's interesting nowadays is, is what, the, what the person can grapple with now, how do we translate into modern terms? So Chazal so gave it had to be at least a distance, a distance of a parasa. person has to be traveling at least that distance to be chayiv in Tfilis in the, in the, in um, nowadays, even when a person's outside of the city, we don't have the type of danger. First of all, the general, you know, the, 
uh, the Chaius Rose are not really, you know, attacking us for the most part. There's a story, not, notwithstanding the story about a fellow who was making fun of Tilsa Derek, and next thing he knew, a bee flew into his window and started buzzing around his head, and he almost had an accident because he's focusing on his bee. Okay, but the, the story aside, in general, we're not dealing with, 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 with I, mean, I mean, I don't know about you, but, you know, maybe the, the deer running across the street in front of your car might be dangerous nowadays. But highwaymen also not. So how does it translate into modern terms? So it's, it's interesting, the place can go multiple ways in this issue. Uh, some place can come along and they say that, really, listen, really, we should be saying Tilsa Derek nowadays for a totally different reason. Accidents, right? Accidents, the, the car accidents are, are quite dangerous. A person, every time, theoretically, every time a person gets in a car, even inside of the city, a person should say, Russian, please keep me safe from the, the danger of getting into an accident. And from a, a drunk driver, I don't know, you know people, people not driving safely. Theoretically, it should be relevant in, even inside of the city. Um, so some places say, really, I would like to institute saying Tulsa Derek inside of the city, but we can't make up our own new halakha. So you can say it, obviously you can say it without, without saying the bracha, you know, it's a tefillah, but to say it with the bracha, so you, it was only instituted to say it outside of the city. Therefore, even though theoretically the, the issues which Chazal were addressing are not relevant, there are other issues which are relevant, so of course we're going to keep doing it because of, the, because of that. Rosh Hashanah grappled with, with this the other way, and this is a very common issue in the, the greater, you know, in the, in the East Coast, is Chazal said it's a distance of a parsa because when you're out on the, high, on the high road, it's dangerous. If you're near a city, it's not. But what about if you're out on the high road, and, but you're not so far from it, there's, there's cities along the way, not, not too distant from the road. It's a populated area for the most part. So are you mechuyev say tools of in that in that situation? Um, and Rosh Hashanah basically said no. So this comes up, you know, the, the question of Rebbe itself, the Rav in, in, in Silver Spring, you know, was, I asked with him a few times, do you say Tulsa Derek going from Washington to Baltimore? And he was of the opinion of that, no, at any point in time you're traveling from Washington to Baltimore, you're traveling within, a, a, either within or fairly close to a populated area, within a parse of a populated area, so there's no reason that you, would have this, that you don't have this concept of the Beches of Sakana. Right? According to the argument that we said before, that the real concern nowadays is, is, the, is the accidents. Well, majority of accidents happen near your house because the majority of the time you're near your house anyway. But um, this is the road you're taking. You would, you would argue to say it even in our, in our situation but for that reason. And that's sort of Rosner went that way. Rosner said, really, we should be saying it because of the, the car accidents, but we can't make up our own Takana. But at least when you're outside of the city, you would do so. Um, the. Uh, the, on the other hand, Rishon Mazalman held, and the Ener was weapon that suck. I was, and that now. So the question is: So your person's traveling to Baltimore, so you're not going to say traveling to New York. At some point in time, the area does get more sparse, and, you, and we would assume that you you would say at that point in time. Some point in time, you're going to get out there. Right? So what is that? Where is that point? And so that's 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 not so clear. Um, so let's address maybe one other halachic issue. So at what point are you supposed to say Tilos in the in, in the in the travel? So the Morris says it says it's a different parsa. So Rashi understands the Gemara differently. The issue is not how far you're going, but how far do you have a right in your trip? How long long the trip is going to be to say Tilos Rashi says you have the first parsa. You must say it in the beginning of the trip, and you have the one for the first parsa to say to say it, and that's it. So according to Rashi, you better get to figure out whatever this point is exactly when you're supposed to say Tilos it better be very well calculated because you're going to lose the opportunity to say it with a bracha uh, after that point. We do not pass them like Rashi, but it is mentioned that, that, that it is proper. We hold that as long as you still have a parcel left of your journey, you may say it. 
So you don't have to be so perfect in that calculation. But it is preferred in Allah to be concerned about Rashi Shita as saying as early as possible in the trip. Um, Allah says, the more, the more says you should say it by Mida. You should say it standing. So the, 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 the more explained, it doesn't mean standing. It means standing still. It means stopping. It's preferred to say because you're focused better. Unless you're traveling with a group and they're not going to wait for you and then you're going to be worried about not being with the caravan and then that's, that itself is going to be distraction. But we don't want you to be distracted. We want you to be focused. Um, so a person's a passenger, the person can say that's no problem. He can say it's, you know, even though the, 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 when he's traveling and is moving, that's not a problem. The driver, on the other hand, is while he's driving, he's distracted. It would be preferred a person, to, when he's tra- if he's the driver, to find a place to stop and say it. Now, that being said, pulling over to the side of the road is not necessarily the safest place. So my, I personally, when I'm tra- traveling to New York from, from Silver Street to New York, uh, you know, to New York, which we do once in a, uh, you know, often enough, so I don't uh, either. I'll pull off into uh, 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 in, the, the rest of the Maryland, Maryland house. The re- I wait till the Maryland house because that's for, that's north of Baltimore already, so it's already getting more sparse. But it's in a safe place to pull off, or I'll pull off maybe on the side. But pulling off the, sh- the shoulder, my wife is not very happy with me pulling off to the, onto the shoulder. Um, if a person can't do that, a person would say it while he's, while he's driving. A person's allowed to say it while he's driving. Um, the, w- so the Maryland house is not considered an issue that would puncture you from the... No, because you're already further, further enough away from the issue that you left from. So the fact that you, you stopped in a city along the way wouldn't puncture you. So it's just in question. Let's say a person is traveling multiple... His trip takes multiple days. So this Allah, you must... So there's another, another step in Allah, is that you must... You can't say it until you started traveling. You're diving... Now the, now, the Taz brings that you may say it even when you're still in the city. And the way we apply that Allah is that the first day that you're traveling, you first start traveling and then you say it. If you're stopping, it's a long trip which takes multiple days. If you stop, the next morning you may say it where you are. Because it's not really where you haven't reached your destination, you just stopped for that day. Then you may say it wherever you are. You don't need to start traveling to say it. Okay. Um, what last thing I want to talk about this this year of a parsa is that based on distance or based on time? Of course, the relevant question nowadays, they, they traveled by foot, so we know that it's, it took 72 minutes to travel a parsa. So, okay, 72 minutes. That was, that was, so, do we translate nowadays into a 72 minute trip by means by car? That's, that's, that's many, many miles. Or, or by train, whatever it is. Or do, we, or do we define it by distance? So, the, 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 the way I understand it, the majority of places say we still define it by distance, not by time. There is a Sefer Zikr in Yehuda from one of the Garsha Rabbanim, which he suggested nowadays on the, on, the, on the train or on the car, you should tri- calculate it by time, which would come on a fascinating aloha, according to him, that um, if a person taking a, gets on a plane and flies from Washington to New York, the trip is less than, less than 72 minutes. You wouldn't say till Hadera, even when you're uh, on the plane. Well, the mice of the minute, the poison, we, we, uh, my understanding is that you pass it and you would say it. Now, when do you say it on the plane? This is the last point, and then we'll go to the Mashoba part. When do you say it on the plane, when, on the flight? So we say that you're, you're not supposed to say it when you're still in the city. See, if you have an airport which is outside of the city, which you know, used to exist once upon a time, right? So you would say it on the way to the airport. You only say it once a day. So I already said my still is a there for today. But if, if nowadays many airports are inside of the city, or the city has met, has, has expanded to reach, meet, meet the airport. So you say it, you have to say it when you start traveling. So... Um, there's two approaches to it. One approach is you have to say it's by takeoff. As soon as you take off, you've started your trip. You've left. You, until you're on the ground, you're just basically going in this, you know, around on the ground and, and inside of the city. That's not travel. 
the travels the moment you take off. Now, but you're supposed to say at the beginning of the trip, within the first parcel, preferably. So that gives you for the moment of takeoff. So you have to, you have to. When do you leave? You leave, right? It doesn't give you so much time to say it. Um, so you're supposed to say it when you're when you leave. You leave when you're ten twelve off the ground. Like you're, as soon as the wheels, as soon as you go off, you're ten twelve off the ground, forty inches, right? So you're ten twelve off the ground immediately. Immediately say it at the moment of takeoff. That's the, theoretically the best. So Rabbi itself said he was suggesting you can start once you start actually going down the runway to take off. That's already considered you're in, in travel, and you can say it from that that any point along that journey. Otherwise, first class would have to say it before the coach class. Oh, that's an interesting question. I, 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 have, I have thought about that, you know, when exactly, you know, especially in a large plane. Okay. That's, um, that's the, the Altirgaz of Badarak, the Tzvilas Adarak part of the Shir. I want to talk about the, uh, the, just looking at the interaction between Yosef and the Shwatim, and Yosef reveals himself to the Shwatim, and here he's, uh, and, and, there's so much written about how the sensitivity of, 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 of Yosef to the Shvatim. He, the post says that he was, Rashi points out, he was, they, they were embarrassed. He, pulled, called, he sent their, all the Mitzrayim out. He, um, he, he was, they're, they're, they're being embarrassed. He called them close. He hugged them. He did so much to, to heal this rift between, the, between them. Um, and he says to them, it wasn't your fault. The version was the version's plan. So clearly there's a tremendous godless in Yosef. He's able to rise above what they've done to him, which is, we can't contemplate what it means to be sold into slavery in, those, in, that, in that world. Um, maybe the closest thing we have, the stories we have, the people, the story of the, of, of the, of the Holocaust, they, 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 were, they were slave labor. Imagine selling a brother into the camp for six years. He comes out and says, you know, it wasn't your fault because I was there. I was able to save a lot of lives. You know, we, we, don't, we have no way to, to, count, to comprehend what Yosef did. But um, I want to talk about the Shvatim. The, the, the Shvatim, man. The, you know, the, 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 if you look at the Shvatim, what was their complaint about Yosef? What was the issue? They said to him, Do you think you want to be the Melech over us? Right? So he ended up being the Melech over them. He was the Marshal over them. They didn't like that. So why are they, like, why are they accepting it now? So you could argue, I mean, I guess... Just practically, they had no choice, you know. And well, he's the boss; he's got the food. So, who, there, you know, as the saying goes in Yiddish, "There's If you have the money, you get the side wherever you want. I, I mean, maybe, but it doesn't seem like that. That was the interaction. Seems to me that they eventually were able to come together. And and how they do that? Why did it bother them originally that Hamalotim Lechaleno Mashaltim Shabona? Now they're saying, "Okay, no problem. Hamalotim Lechaleno, you should be you're, you're in charge of us. That we have, we're not, we're okay with that." So the Swasemis has an interesting, interesting reference. He takes us back to the beginning of Parshas Vayetze, and Yaakov is leaving, is leaving to go on his way to, 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 to Lava, and he has, uh, he comes to the base of Mikdash, and the Pesach talks about, that he takes from Me'av Ne'am and eventually he takes the Evan. So Rashi points out, from Chazal, is it multiple stones or is it one stone? So Rashi reads, reads from Chazal, that Chazal say, well, that there was, there were, the, the different stones were, were fighting to, for it to be positioned over, under Yaakov's head. And eventually, Hashem merged them into one stone. The Medrash takes it a little bit further. He says that it was 12 stones, specifically, and that, and, and that Yaakov actually did a test. He said, if these 12 stones will merge into one, then I know that I will be able to be, fulfill my mission to go and, and bring the 12 tribes into existence. And if not, it's not going to work. <coughs> so he, was made a, he made a test. So he knew there was going to be good Beishwalt, and Rashi brings that the, the Moos knew that there's going to be 12 Shvatim, so Yaakov apparently knew it's going to be 12 Shvatim. And he took 12 stones for the test. Chazal continues, says they were, they were fighting, each one wanted to be the one. 
So here you have the, the, at the moment of conception of the concept of the 12 Shvatim, there's 12 entities fighting for something. And eventually they merge into one. And that's going to be the paradigm of how the Shvatim work. The Shvatim are not going to work by we're all lovey-dovey and all one. They're going to be Mariva. That's, that's, that's written into the, into the DNA of, this, of the reality is going to be, there's going to be this Mariva, there's going to be this, this, this disagreement, there's going to be problems, they're going to rub against each other in the wrong way, and eventually they're going to become one. So Sassemus takes that reference, he says, and that's what happened over here. He says the only way that's possible to happen is when you have a Mechlech is L'Shem Shemayim, when the disagreement is L'Shem Shemayim, is for a, a valid purpose. The argument was, I want to be the one to Dimashamash the Tzadik. I want the Tzadik to put his head on, my, on me. So what does it mean he put his head to me? He means I'm going to be the, the, in a certain sense, he's giving over his message, Sadiq's head is his, his message, he's giving over the message to me, and I'm not going to take it and run with it. So, in this context, there's, there's a beautiful letter from Rebbe Sosalantar. So he talks about the concept, we talk about the concept of learning Torah Lishma, Torah for its own, for its true sake. So he says, what does that mean? So that means not learning Torah passively. That means you learn Torah and you're learning with somebody else, you get into a good fight. You give it all you've got. You think that the Pshat Nagamora is this, and he think, and he's wrong, you're going to use all of your effort to prove to him that you're right. Every ounce of your intelligence is going to be saying why you believe the, your Pshat Nagamora is right. He, you bring him one proof, and he answers that, you bring a second one, and you keep trying. He uses a Yiddish word called giftig. Giftig, giftig means, uh, you know, with the intensity. Uh, I'm saying it lightly. Um... Okay, so, so now you've been fighting for half an hour, an hour, and of course you, you really get all worked up and your emotions are you know, worked up and you're really getting all into this and you really feel very strongly about your position and afterwards you realize he's right. The other fellow is right. So what do you do at that moment? So the most of us, the most we can usually offer that moment is, I hear. Say with, with the full you know what? Thank you so much for giving the pshat. I'm so happy that we figured it out and that you're right and we not we not know pshat. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say I hear. I hear means I, I lost, and that's it. He said that's when you find out whether your goal was terribly small. Your goal was to find the truth of Torah, which you could find out by uh, We know we now know the truth. I'm happy. What, what to do with me? Where's the ego involved in this thing? Or the final result is okay. That's um, that. The, the issue was me, so I'm not really excited the fact that you, you were right and I was wrong. Especially when I've been giving it, giving it my all for the last hour. So, this is how he describes. So, that's the difference between when you have a machloikis. The word machloikis is a chalukah. It's a division. You're, you're, you're separate parts. And the word for shalom is, you, shalom is you became one. That is the process. The process of Adafka is like this. So I thought you'd just share with you this beautiful thought. I once heard this from a uh, Rebizel Tauber from, from Muncie, he's, uh, he's very involved in Shalom Bayes. So he, I, I once was traveling together with the, was a bus driver, actually told me he used to be the private driver for Rabbi Tauber. So tell me something interesting that you heard from Rabbi Tauber. So I'll tell you an interesting story. He said, I have Shalom Bayes issues. He shared some of his Shalom Bayes issues with me, which I didn't really want to hear, but he shared it anyway. Um, then he tells me that, you know, did you, said, did you ever discuss this with Rabbi Tauber? Because he wrote a book on Shalom Bayes. You know, you know, he says, he told me the following analogy. He says, did you ever see, he asks, you know, for, for the fellow's name was Yitzchak, I think. he says, Yitzchak, did you ever see where they polish diamonds? He says, no. He says, I'll tell you how it works. You have a person who's an expert who knows exactly how to take a diamond, you know, and they put it on a, 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 the place where they want it divided in two. 
They put tremendous pressure in them. They rip it apart into two pieces. Okay? Now you have two raw diamonds. What do you do now? You take the two sides and you have to, you have to, you have to polish them. What can polish a diamond? Diamonds are the hardest substance that there is. A diamond can polish a diamond. Which diamond? The other half. So they take the two halves and they rub them against each other. And the result is a beautiful polished diamond. So he says, the worship took man and Adam and Chava, they're one, ripped them apart, and now he rubs them against each other. And the final result is a, is a, is a polished diamond. Conflict is necessary. So that's what makes us grow. That, makes us, that challenges. That's what you get into a fight. He said, the first half is also necessary for Tarlishma. I need to argue with you. I need to say that maybe my shot is right. I need to put all my effort into it. Because that will force you to come more clear also. We're both going to become more clear what's important what's unimportant. But the second half is also necessary. So the, the goal isn't to have this wonderful, sweet, you know, comfortable relationship with no issues. The goal is to have issues. Don't tell your wife they said this, right? right? And, and work them out. And you grow from that. We all grow from that. We become bigger, better people. So the purpose of the Mokoikis is, is this process. And I think that's the point that the Shvatim originally didn't see what the goal, and they were able to say at the end, you know what, he was right. They were able to give that Moedal Emes, you know what, he's right. We're going to accept him at that point in time. Okay, we have to, I think we have to bench. Okay, very good.